Geek Shock. I'm a Scatman. It isn't fair. What about I don't have enough now? I want my share. What about Can't International House of Burgers? Oh, did, you saw it, right? I yeah, want to live. I not only saw it, I fully support it. Okay, but did you see all the uh, uh, the other companies chiming in, making fun of it? No, I didn't see oh, that. Oh, God. The uh, Oreos had a, like a, single, a single Oreo serving said IHOB. Uh, or no, it said Oreob. Or instead of the so instead of Oreo, it was Oreb. And uh, it was a hamburger-flavored Oreo. I, I could get behind that, too, frankly. Yeah. If, if they could do cherry cola o- Oreos, I uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot for... I gotta find Wendy. I want one of those. Cherry I want cola cheeseburger Oreos. Oreo. I've tried the cherry cola one. It's, and it's cherry cola with pop rocks in it. Did we have them at some point and I just missed them? No, somebody oh, yeah. at work had them, oh, okay. so I was able to try theirs for a nominal fee. No, I didn't pay anything. But uh, but it did make me go. That's really neat. I'm glad I tasted that. I'm not buying any of them. <laughs> See now I want to buy them just so that I can it's go. Wor- it's, I would never buy this again. <laughs> it's it's worth trying though. There's so many things I've done that with. Uh, like, I purchase something and go, hmm, it's okay. I'm never going to buy this again, but it's okay. <laughs> so, Wendy's PR people are brilliant. They always have something funny and good to say when this kind of stuff happens. And their tweet was, remember when you were, like, seven and thought changing your name to Thunder Bear Sword would be super cool? <laughs> like that. But our cheeseburgers are still better. <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 444. 444. Four, four. Yeah, I'm Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Space Force! God damn it, it starts already. I say space, you, you say, say force. force. Space Force! Fact check, Andy. If we're to talk, we can do... <laughs> you notice how they were completely out of sync, much like in real life? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the effort. I'll, get, it's I'll a, give them it's a subtle, It's a subtle... It's our effort. I'll give them it's all the It's our subtle comment on the actual event. It's That's right. Sink. You got like there's there, nuance. Yeah. This has nuance, folks. Like right. there's an event. And layers. When Andy's involved, the comedy has nuance. Is this what all artists do? Try to make an excuse and may, say it's all part of the performance? That is actually a when good they screw part up. of the training when you're Jeff, not Okay. <laughs> Jeff, there are no mistakes. They're oh. just happy accidents. There it is. It's just jazz, it man. It's just jazz. Yeah. That's right. Because I'm the only non artist in the room. You're but on. yes, I hob. I'm all behind yeah. this yeah. decision. Have you had uh, burgers at a IHOP before? No, because it's the International House of Pancakes, and I don't like breakfast food. So he is uh. the most amazing breakfast hater I have ever met. You can wow. just leave it at amazing, dude. <laughs> oh no, I have to qualify that statement because nobody thinks you're just amazing. But in general, a few people do. A yeah. couple people out there, you know who you are. They're in the boudoir. Yes, they are. <laughs> so like, we, like absolutely detests eggs. Like, it, it, like when we used to go to Comic Con, mm-hmm. we had to look for the restaurant that served all day lunch fare, mm-hmm. so that he could have his sandwich while I was eating my pancakes or my bacon and egg. This is correct. And there's a place called the Cheese Shop that is exactly yeah. that. If you go into San Diego Comic Con and you're not even having breakfast slash lunch at breakfast. At the cheese shop, you're doing Comic-Con wrong. <laughs> I will give you that breakfast food is generally very sweet and greasy and heavy. Yes. For a first meal of the day. It is. Yeah. That's why I get the pastrami sandwich. There you go. Yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> Did you see the bologna cake somebody was posting on the internet? The bologna cake? Bologna yeah. Cake. It was, no. It was like, it I don't was, want to. It was layers of bologna and then layers of cheesecake the same width as bologna. Kill and me now. Yeah. No, no, don't. <laughs> I don't want this. I think it might, yeah. I don't want this at all. Yeah. Do uh, not want. Do not want. But I am curious as to what changes the IHOB menu will have. Yes. I mean, they're still going to offer all-day breakfast. That's never going to change. Oh. But I want to see them play around with some burgers. Get get crazy, the IHOB. Pancake burger? Andy, the bologna cake is not an actual... It's bologna and cream cheese. Like That's you what would, I said. That's exactly you, what I said. But you made it sound you like said cheesecake. cheesecake. You said cheesecake. Oh, okay, thank you. That's, yeah, that's a whole different that's, creature. That's a whole different beast. <laughs> Sorry, now, cream see, I cheese. Can, I don't I know. Can, that's not... Too different from the original. Oh, I'm still not eating it. Yeah. But. Well, but no, bologna and cream cheese is actually good. Sure. <laughs> bologna and cheesecake. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it probably is terrible. <laughs> the lady doth protest too much. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 now, I'm, now I'm getting curious. I'll have to try some. Oh, boy. Why don't you get yourself a bologna cake mm. and then report back later? <laughs> I, think I, I, I don't think they sell them or I think they have to make them. Okay. I'm not going to yeah. stop you. No. All right. A, a, a friend would, but I am not going <laughs> to stop you. <laughs> um, nice. Since we're talking food, Ooh, let's, let's. I have to give my apologies. Oh, I'm sorry. To Master Torgo oh. and 80s Jeff. Oh, no. Uh-oh. You see, once upon a time, a long time ago, Major Meh, Went out of town, and he actually hit a McDonald's that had some Szechuan stall. Oh. Oh. And he brought it in one game night, and he was like, you got to give this to the guys. And I was like, sure, I will do that. And then I forgot. We have some. And then I forgot. Mm. And then I forgot again. I have a couple packets in there right now. <laughs> well, now you've got more packages. Dude, you are forgiven. And that's very, very sweet. And there's some... How many is in there? Eight. Four. Four is decent. They've Four been, is decent. They've been sitting in my fridge for two months, so undoubtedly oh. they're still fresh. Ugh. I mean, oh, if they're like, like McDonald's fries, I probably didn't even need the refrigerator. You know what? That is what I'm going to dip my chicken in tomorrow. That's uh, Whoa, is that, <laughs> is that code for something? Whoa. I'm not saying. I'm dipping my chicken. <laughs> oh, boy. That's, that sauce is pretty good. It's not groundbreaking, but it's really tasty. Mm. So what? It, it, it's like, what was the description? The, it's, the barbecue in the sweet and sour, sort of? It depends on, and, and it's funny because it's not the kind of Szechuan sauce that I was expecting, but it is a form of Szechuan sauce. I mean, it's it's not spicy. It literally tastes like a slightly thickened soy sauce, basically. Instead of it being all liquidy, it's <laughs> It is more a little jelly. sweetness to it. Yeah, little sweetness. So it's a little. It's well, it's got to be a dipping sauce because a lot of Szechuan sauce that you come across is either sweet and spicy, or a little more on the spicy side. This one is just sweet. It's not spicy at all. It's going to sound weird to everyone out there. Have you tried one of these grapes yet? Yeah, I have yes. not. I heard it's they're like amazing. Cotton candy grapes. Like grapes. What I heard cotton candy grapes. My my wife put out this whole spread for us. Sweetheart that she now, is. No, wait a minute. You're actually tasting something because I'm just tasting grapes. It's no, yeah, I Thank can taste. You. Me too. All no, I taste I is t- grape. When I because I have grapes all the time. Pass me all those grapes. So when I peel. had one of them, I'm like, yeah. holy shit, no, this no. is amazing. Peel it for me. Get the. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. It's cotton candy. Yes. It? I didn't taste it at all. Your taste buds are dead. So, 
Jeff and I must be missing some genetic component of something. And this somehow all, brings all, me closer to Andy and I'm disturbed. The all-important yeah. cotton candy gene. <laughs> Gentlemen, yeah. what geeky things did you do this week? I uh, attended a uh, Pokemon Go community day. Oh, I am so enthralled. Tell me all about so this. So every now and then, Pokemon Go has a community day where they'll have some sort of special thing in the... Uh, the monsters that are out there will be different, and there'll be different uh, goals and stuff. And uh, there was one this Saturday, and I happened to be awake, and I said, oh, I'll go over and see what's going on. I was just going to poke my head <laughs> wait, in. Wait, 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 no. wait. Aren't you always awake, Andy? My well, understanding is you don't sleep. N- we, we actually didn't get to bed until 5 o'clock because Steve and and, uh, and uh, Kirsten and, and, uh, and uh, what's that Vernon. other guy? Vernon. Are out of their goddamn minds. Oh no! I worked till three in the morning busking, and I came yes. in like tiptoeing in to not make noise at like four, like four o'clock. And you hear, and, oh, and, and oh, they're oh, all oh. watching people getting hit in the crotch. We were watching pussy slap. Yeah. Oh, I'm. Excuse me. Yeah, we can go back. Remember, go, go to pussy slap for a while. We'll go back to mine afterwards. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Putting a pin in pussy slap. Oh, okay. No, no, don't put a put in, don't put a pin in pussy slap. Go right to pussy slap. <laughs> <laughs> Remember we told you a long time ago there's a YouTube series out, uh, these hot Australian model chick types who do nasty pranks on each other? Okay. Um, And they just sit, I mean, you know, they do things like one of them's taking a shower and they'll go in the bathroom, whip open the curtain and spray them with red paint Oh, and, and shit like that. Well, we're watching their latest series of Vines because they do these Vines of these pranks. And they're just doing a selfie of them walking in the mall. And then suddenly one of them goes, pussy slap, pap, and smacks the other right in the crotch. Ah. And it's like, oh. And they had this one Vine compilation that was literally like two minutes of these two hot chicks. Pussy slap, pap, pussy slap, pap. And it was just ongoing. In in all kinds of different places. Yeah, everywhere. All 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 sorts of places in public. And this is what you come home to. Yes. Yeah, actually, I came home to something no, else, but they immediately true. put it on for me. I oh. was like, "Oh, you got to watch." I was this. like, "Andy, you got to see." <laughs> I put it back on. I was, it was funny. I, I always tell the story. Andy slot. came in on that, and then it's like, "No, it's nope, not." No, true. I didn't. <laughs> nope, he missed it until I nope. fixed that. They did a rerun just for me. Yep, <laughs> pussy slap. So yeah, Saturday morning, I intended to sleep in, but I was wide awake at like ten o'clock. I'm like, "Ah, screw it." I was, so I got up and. Went to Sunset Park. The Sunset Park nearby, which is, which is right yeah, around the corner. It's, for a, us. it's a pretty big Pokemon place. It's one of the places it? people go for Pokemon. Now, um, now, have they already updated the game where you can trade Pokemon? Now it's coming up. It's coming up yet. Okay. Um. So nobody told the people at the park it was a Pokemon Go Community Day. Oh. So you still have your your barbecues and your bounce houses and your birthday parties and a lot of very confused Mexican people going, "What's going on?" And then in the mix of that, you have a bunch of people walking around with their faces down their phone, wandering around, occasionally wandering into each other. Of course. But that's not the best part. Oh. The best part is there's also a really big uh, disc golf course over yes. there. Yes, there is. And there was a disc golf tournament. Oh, my. At the same time. So and Pokemon Go people are wandering haphazardly through the course and really pissing off the people who are trying to... <laughs> Score points because they're on not paying game. attention. They're looking no, at their they're phones. Down their phone, getting close to a Charmander or something. Oh yeah, actually, it was mostly uh, Terran Terrantor or Terran Larvator. That means little, nothing little, to me. It's a little baby Terranosaurus Rex. Oh okay, yeah. cute. 
Yeah. So yeah, the, the, I guess they're were, all kind of cute. Larvator right. everywhere, and and uh, lots of little larvator quests. But I mean, mostly it was uh, hundreds of people walking around Sunset Park, <laughs> and, and inter- interrupting a tournament, interrupting a tournament, <laughs> blundering into birthday parties, bouncing into each other. There was a, oh, this is there was glorious. Like tent set up for like Pokemon clicks and stuff. I don't know what they have. I actually don't know what they call them. Uh, they're like like guilds. Yeah, something like guilds. I guess. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like that. There's I saw a woman wearing true a camaraderie in Pokemon dress. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, for all the people who make fun of me still playing it, there was a couple hundred people there playing it. Saturday. Obviously, a community. A couple hundred <clears throat> were there. Mad dogs and Englishmen. You know, bright. You know, it was eleven to two in the morning afternoon. So you know, bright Nevada sun blasting oh, yeah. down on us. Because this is the evil time in Vegas. Oh. This is a hundred getting close to one hundred and ten now. Which made for an even funnier bit because the park has uh, a lot of a fair amount of trees, but not. It's not complete tree cover. No, no. So everyone is sort of clustered in the shadows of trees, moving from shadow to shadow. <laughs> and then you have the evil geese that want to kill everyone. Oh, my God. I forgot about them. It's, Those geese are insane. I, I meant to poke my head in and you know, check out what's going on and then leave. But no, I stayed for the whole three hours because it was too damn entertaining. Oh my god! I mean, I, I was playing too, but man, I was just enjoying the scene. I oh. actually watched those geese one time chase a toddler. Like the parent, like had to run in, pick up the toddler, yeah. and run with the toddler away from those crazy ass geese. Yeah. And then somebody used their phone to put their toddler in a little ball and then mm. put him in a gym. It was really <laughs> cruel. Wow! I choose you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> now I kind of want to see a toddler in a giant like hamster ball. <laughs> Being chased by geese. <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> cosplay. <laughs> I, I love that there's this this Pokemon Go obstacle course. In yes. Sunset Park. Oh, I was man. thinking that's you have to get a Google map of Sunset Park and calculate the 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 area that is most exposed in the sun with the least shade and mm-hmm. put the the Pokemon there. But then the route getting there has to be like a side quest that goes through the mm. attacking geese gauntlet. Well, it, it actually is because most of the a lot of the a lot of the Pokestops are clustered around the pond, which is where the geese are. Well, if they really wanted to put a a, a Braveheart in there, just, there's a island with Easter Island statues mm-hmm. on there. Just put it around there. Yeah, that would be difficult to get to. It's, 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 it's uh, they, they don't like you uh, hopping out in their pond out there. No, they don't. And that pond is vile. It's gross. Yeah. It is, a, it is gross. <laughs> Literally All disgusting. right, got my vote. <laughs> I once... Uh, Loren- you got to want that Pokemon. Lorenzi Park, which had, had a similar pond, still mm-hmm. has a similar pond. It's a little cleaner now, but years ago, I was at a picnic there, and I chased a Frisbee and ran into the pond. <gasps> gross. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that was a smell that lingered. <laughs> oh. they, do they still have the fishing area over there at Sunset? Yes, they do. All those other things. Yes, there's fishing poles and all this mix. Too. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not the same pond as the geese's pond. It right? is that's the same pond. Game. Yeah. That's, okay. the, that's the game to get the Pokemon. You get a little fishing yeah. pole gotta on your phone, ah, and you got to sit there and toss out your phone to right. grab the Pokemon. I always thought Perfect. those were separate nope. ponds. Only one okay. pond. Yeah. There you go. We can't afford two ponds with yeah. our park system. They're actually... A, Cutting it out again. Here. I'm hearing you. Okay. Um, there actually is, um, there is like a conflict between the uh, the people like to feed the geese and the uh, uh, people that are fishing there. There, there is, there is. That's one of the things I wrote about a few times. As a, whoa, as a writer. Hey, uh, hello. Yeah. Now you're coming in and out. Yeah. Right. We got we got to fix you somehow. That'll do it. All right. No, that didn't do it at all. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little twisting on the bottom. There we go. Just keep holding it by the bottom, you Andy. You broke and, it, and, and, Andy. And, and you broke it. it. Nope. 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 
What are you doing to my microphone? Due to technical difficulties, Geek Shock is canceled this week. Yep, no Geek Shock. Please tune in to Hello, hello, Jake and Matt's hello, Infinite hello. Hate Machine. I, I think this one might have uh, bought the pooch officially. Maybe not. Maybe not. No, it's not. Don't wait. See, I'm at the. Oh, hey. oh, oh, it's working. I thought we we're gonna have to. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I, I'm just. I, I'm just not gonna give him the mic anymore. You need to go. You need to go to. You need to get Andy one of those throat mics. Checking. This microphone. You're going to build some muscles with that mic. Yeah. Switch your mic. The, yeah. the Sure Microphones uh, has one uh, roadie told me once, you can run over it with a truck and the thing will still work for like another 10 years. Can we try it? Yeah. And no, we didn't I give Andy didn't. that mic at the first. Why? Because yeah. <laughs> you're afraid I'd hurt you with it. I'm going to make a mark on that so I can play some editing games. Yeah. No, leave it in. That was fun. Mm. I like to leave some of it in. All right, so where was I? Something about uh, Pokemon Go. Oh, yep. just yeah. The, oh, the the geese and the uh, there is a conflict between the fishermen and the geese. The geese are often caught up in fishing line and Didn't hooks Aesop in them. Did write that? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Something yeah. about grapes. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of people out there trying to rescue the geese, and then there's a whole bunch of fishermen not giving a shit about them, just trying to catch fish, which they eat because the pond is stocked. Which the geese eat or the, the, people, the people eat? eat? It's edible fish. I wouldn't trust anything eating in that pond. Well, that, that pond they're is them. full of band aids, yeah, and syringes, needles, and yeah. people, yeah, and people, <laughs> and, gross and, dead people. And one memorable day, an alligator. Excuse me. Somebody dumped their alligator out in that <laughs> pond one time. Are you kidding? God. I'm not kidding. And the sad part is, I, it was part of my beat at the time. I was on vacation. Oh, my I missed God. it. That's your Pulitzer right yeah. there. Man. Oh shit! Lost to the ages. Yeah. I, I did get to talk to the animal control people who uh, wouldn't exactly straight out say it, but explained in couch terms that, of course, they killed the alligator because there was no way to find out whether the alligator had any diseases or not. Oh, yeah. Happy endings. I love happy endings. <laughs> oh, God. What else you do this week, gentlemen? Saw Incredibles 2. Oh. You saw Incredibles 2. I, I believe you're the only one in the room that has? Yeah. Yeah. You I kind of want to rewatch Incredibles one before I watch that because well, it's been so long. Well, not only that, but my understanding is this movie takes place immediately after the first one. Right. Yeah. So maybe you should rewatch okay. one before seeing two. Guys, disappoint me. Todd, I expect it from, but you two, <laughs> you see, you two, I figured would have at least seen it. Back. There were you Pokemon two did to see catch. it. Edge hated it. There was a Steve in town, that and that hurt. took a little bit of our time. Mm. Not all of us, you know, it, it wasn't like that futile trip to stir crazy was the only thing that happened that week. Right. We, t- we, went, to, we went to the uh, what Millennium makes, Fandom Bar. We uh, played some. Uh, oh, we went to the. What makes a trip to stir crazy futile? Steve was jonesing so bad. Professor Biggs. Professor Biggs was jonesing so bad from Mongolian barbecue. Take it back all the way. When we went to Jake. Oh, go. Yeah, go to the parking. Go to the parking. Yeah. When we went to Mongolian barbecue with Jake. Steve. We had we had a little sad Steve tear was all post wah, from, wah. from 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 Steve yeah. after the picture was posted, and I said, "Don't worry, we can go when you get here." And he's like, "Yay!" Yeah. So, so we at first we were going to go earlier in Steve's visit, and things weren't working out. So hey, we'll load up on Mongolian barbecue right before you leave to go home. And ah, he's like, all right, great. We're going to go to the new Maryland location. Oh, that big, spacious, no lines. It was great. People recognized us, the workers there. Cool. <clears throat> when, so, you went, when you went with Jake. This is when we went with Jake, where I got my bowl of Cthulhu. Ah, yes. 
But then Sunday rolls around, and we're all rolling up. Or uh, Andy and I come up and first, and then Steve follows first. closely behind. And Andy walks up, and and he's like, the door won't open. And I'm like, you know, oh, God, Andy broke the door. And then he's like, he goes up against the glass, and he's like, it's kind of dark in there. <laughs> looking in there, and it's closed. There's no sign. Oh, there's, there's a sign. No, there's a sign that says open Sundays. Well, I was yeah. saying, there's no explanation. The posted hours say open Sunday. The, 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 the big vinyl temporary sign says open daily. I guess the fact that there's no line kind of hurt the place after a while. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's the thing because we, we quickly flash texted everyone showing up. Ah, go to Patrick. Go to Patrick location. It's not open here. It's not open here. So we all go to the Patrick location, and we're setting ourselves up and getting ready to eat. And I grabbed one of the servers, and I was like, hey, do you know what's up at the Maryland location? They're closed. And they're like, no, no, they should be open. And I was like, no, we were just there. And they're like, oh, I have no idea. So we don't know. Maybe and it, it just opened, too. It's like hasn't even been open like a couple weeks yet. Yeah. So, so And it was just that Sunday. I mean, I don't know yeah. if it's like closed, closed, but... Maybe, was maybe it's a Father's Day thing. Maybe, but the other um, location was open. You would open. think they would want to be in open the, for Yeah, Father's the other Day. location was doing it, too. Yeah. So that, that poor kid was that was our server was just running around like crazy. Yep. Yeah. They, had, they, had like, they had like one big party of like 12 or There is 14. always that fucking yeah. just one Giant big table. party of making everybody miserable. Mm. <laughs> um, but we had, uh, we had the four of us, and we had Celestia and Rob there. And we got we, Steve to do Jeff Goldblum. Right. New party trick for Steve. Yeah. We actually stumbled onto the idea of Jeff Goldblum as Khan. Oh, my. And so Steve was doing all sorts of Wrath of Khan quotes. Oh, so, so this is what's going to happen on the show next time is what I'm hearing. Yeah. It's, it's on the lair already. I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. No, actually, we have something better planned for next time, but there may actually be video involved, so we'll see if that happens or not. Oh, yeah. Right. We also had long discussions of... Pulp Fiction in the original Klingon. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, we so won. <laughs> it was so choice. <laughs> there, there's oh, some, uh, it was there's pretty some good awesome. moments here. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of Jake, I, I had uh, game time with Jake this week and Jamie and you, Andy. Yes, indeed. We went Playing the game the, wrong. We went to the Millennium <laughs> Fandom Bar, and uh, Jake brought a, a fun movie card game. That was a lot of fun, and yes, we had a little hiccup on the rules, but I had a great time playing it. Little hiccup? Yeah, it was a big hiccup, but that's all right. That's how games are supposed sure. to be figured out. Yeah. That way. Yes. With new rules. There's, there's multiple meanings of take five. Who knew? <laughs> Jake had a great time with you. Jamie, you too. Always yeah, good to see you. Yeah, it was a good game. I, I do want to play that game again. That was fun. It was fun. Yeah. It, the, the whole kind of idea was it was kind of like movie Uno. Where you had to get rid of all the cards in your hand, but you had to do so by playing what they were. There's a quote card, there's an actor card, there's a role card, and a movie card. And when you lay these down, you have to, let's say you had the movie card first, and you lay down Young Frankenstein. Say that So anything that you lay down next would have to, from the role, the actor, or the quote has to be from Young Frankenstein. Or if you laid down, let's say instead you laid down Gene Wilder, then anything that Gene Wilder was in, you can use a quote, you can use a, a movie, you can use a role that he played, and then that kind of finalizes what that's going to be. And then once you've played one of, one of each cards, 
that is a cut on that take, and the next card has to be played from one of those things from that last scene. And And, it goes on for three takes. And you can go flat out evil. Like you. uh, And so, no, like Jamie saying the fly and then making it be the original fly, which nobody knows anything about the actors or. David Hedison. Oh, shit. See, you should have been there. You would have won that sucker. Vincent Price. That's how it started. That's how it got connected with Vincent Price. So Vincent Price was laid out first in the fly, and that just screwed everybody. Right. Well, no, Vincent Price was from the previous round. No. Yeah. So what was the hiccup? Okay, if you really want to know the hiccup, there's a a card that says take five. Like in Uno, when you lay that down, everyone has to take five cards, except the person that laid it down. And they get to skip their turns, kind of screw everybody else, and makes the game go on really long. Yes. It turns out that's not a take five cards, it's a take five card. And it actually just skips a turn. We didn't figure this out till we pretty much had the entire deck in all of our hands. <laughs> and me, I was overjoyously just playing take five cards. Oh yes, we all anarchy, anarchy, anarchy. It's great. <laughs> oh, Have you not learned by now not to trust him in his rule interpretations? <laughs> Dude, you're talking to Andy. I didn't read him. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> oh, I'm playing with the wrong deck. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to play a five-minute dungeon for the first time. And yeah. that, was a, that was a joy as well. Isn't that a cool game, huh? So uh, that was probably the longest time I ever spent in Millennium Fandom Bar. Mm-hmm. So that's apparently the secret on keeping me out. If you have a board game there, uh, I'm going to hang out for a while. Yeah. That's the secret. That is the secret. Well, we were there Saturday, and it was it was fun, and everyone was in Star- a bunch of people were in Star Trek costume. Now there was a special event going on was, there besides Steve Biggs' birthday. Right. It, was, it was John Luke Picard's it was birthday, Captain Picard right. Day. Yes. So everyone was there, Star yeah. Trekked out. But on Saturdays, everyone's in costume, but it's also very loud, so conversation is hard. Uh, uh, yes. So Tuesday, it's Tuesday when we were there. It was like yeah, yeah we could talk nice. and play games. Yeah, and, everything everything was nice and mellow. Yeah, I like drink mellow. some cider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to a geeky event this week that i had a great time at the uh, the war room games through their major they do one big game tournament a year for warhammer Warhammer, Warhammer. and so they threw the gentlemen and ladies gt at uh pesce de something or other at venetian this is a upscale italian restaurant beautiful amazing menu but they have a large set of backroom conference areas and they uh, games game store rented them out to run their game tournament all warhammer over two days 42 entrants so it was a it was a decent size did you visit or actually compete i don't have an army to compete this is the minimum two thousand points on this army i don't even have a thousand points yet so many unpainted miniatures uh, but getting closer. Those 20 poxwalkers are, are in there f- getting toward the final stages. We're getting there. So I, but, I, again, I still have not played a single game of Warhammer 40K. And much less going Ever? to a tournament. Ever! Wow. I've played uh, original fantasy Warhammer, but never 40K. I know en- I've played enough of a Warhammer game to know that I like it, uh, but never the one that I've chosen to play. Interesting. So I mean, and but this made me really excited to play. It was a really cool environment. Uh, the game, the, the game, com- uh, game store that put it on War Room Games, 
put everything else out there. They created all this scenery for the tables. They worked on it for weeks on end. What kind of getting scenery? Getting it up. They had different ones for different tables. Each one, there was a, a Eldar table. There was a uh, Necrons table. They, they were based off of various army terrains. So, so and you were assigned a table, and then I think it was three heats in the first day, two heats in the second day, and then an award ceremony, plus awards for best dressed because it was the gentleman and ladies GT after oh, all. And, and there was one lady there. We really should have gotten Scully in there with his. Well, except he doesn't oh feel God. it's done yet. No, yeah. he would have taken. He, he yeah. would have knocked his socks off that room. Yeah, but uh, she was feeling an Eldar army and doing awesome with it, and. What it was really cool is everyone was cool and approachable. I was able to just wander around aimlessly at all these tables. And I picked like five or six tables mm-hmm. to follow to as they as they went along to one, learn tournament etiquette, very important. Mm-hmm. And two, just to enjoy the camaraderie. And that's what was kind of the cool thing because there there is a bit of a uh, what's what's the word that's uh, Death. No, that's not it, but you're getting close. But that, that there's an attitude around Warhammer tournaments that there's a lot of man babies out there. Let's put uh, it that way. What? A lot of table in a, flippers? In a geek thing? Imagine that. I yeah. know. Come on. But everybody there was really cool with each other. They're like, I need to check this rule. Yeah, that's cool, man. And everyone, it was just really friendly. And it was, nice. it was nice to not see any of that toxic nastiness you hear about that sometimes goes with this uh, particular fandom. So what do you think of that story, Matt? Huh. Why does he have all the plates? Why does Matt have all the plates? <laughs> he's hungry. He, he, he's, he's hungry, but he's obviously on a diet because he has nothing on them, and he's drinking see. water. <laughs> well, I was going to say, all the plates are empty, so... Yeah, we may be ate it already. So I was there for about... Oh my God, we're getting slap fights over here? What's going on? I was there for about three hours and really had had a really good time. I was there for essentially the third heat. And that place cannot make a Kuiperini. I'm just saying that for them. <laughs> Not pick a what? Most places a Kuiperini. Can't. Yeah. They you, just you, don't know how anymore. You can tell in Vegas which bars are union and which ones aren't. Let's just put it that way. Ooh. Oh. But I uh, had a great time. And, and it's even though it was a bad Kuiperini, it was still drinkable, so. I, I didn't know Kudos. if that was food or, or an army. Caipirinha is a basically a Brazilian mojito without mint. So can they take on the Necrons or not? Yes, yes, okay. they can. They can take on anything. <laughs> <laughs> Enough Caipirinhas can take on the entire yeah. empire. I'll, and on top I'll, of, I'll, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. uh, on top of that, you can Marking soak you. your figs in them to take uh, off the paint. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, perfect. Or are you just blessing them all uh <laughs> that alcohol and lime Blart. juice will strip off your skin. Yeah. yeah. I think you need to bless yours with salsa. <laughs> You're right. I do. At least on the bases. At least on the bases. What else did you do this weekend, guys? Oh, we didn't let hear Jeff's story. We cut him off before I got anywhere near, didn't we? Oh, yeah. You saw Incredibles 2. Incredibles. Incredibles 2. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm glad there's I really, that. I, really, okay. I, I, did, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it. You know, Even though it's been 14 years since the original one... It it still felt like a continuation of the first movie, much more character development. Um, I'm surprised it's not doing as well at the box office as it should be. As it I should mean, be, it's taken. It's the oh, most, I know it's number one, but it's it's it hasn't made it's, like it's, huge money yet. It's also the most financial successful animated movie 
opening ever. Yeah, but they were expecting it to open bigger, and it hasn't yet. <laughs> well, it, it, Todd, the can't, SJ can't be bigger than the best. The SJWs are just destroying everything, oh, right. and, and, and you know <laughs> it's Disney's fault. And, right, and, I, I and thought we was, have to punish Disney for ruining Star Wars. So we have to not see any Disney movie ever. That's again. right. I thought that was part of the '80s Jeff's PR. Thing. I think I think Kathleen Kennedy needs to be fired because I, Incredibles two is not doing as well as you know. Yes, absolutely. Mm. My God. They just they just spent all the goodwill that was built up over decades. I will tell you something interesting I saw at Target today. I still feel oily from what Kirsten said. Yeah, I know. Well, Andy's trying to change the subject. Uh, no, I'm going well, kind of. Um, <laughs> uh, the Incredibles toys that I saw. Yes. Uh, Are they, they incredible? Had, they had Mr. Oh, shit. It's been so long since I've seen it. Mr. Stretchy Pants? The, yeah, the big... The, the... Mr. Biggie Poo? What's his name? Mr. Incredible, right? Yeah. Okay. And Mr. Incredible with 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 Baby Jack in a, in a oh, okay. package, and then they had uh, Elastigirl. Okay. By herself, so she was like the figure, and then the other ones you had like got buy extra figures with. So the solo figure was the the hero character with that's her, cool. well, that's, well, which is what it is in the thing. I right. know, but I, I'm glad they actually went with that with the toys. That's really cool. Yeah. And then there was a pack that was. Uh, Jack Jack uh, on fire with a raccoon. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad it makes sense to somebody. Yep, yeah, it makes sense to me. <laughs> no, I mean, it did It did like $183 million this weekend. Yeah. But... In goddamn impressive weekends. Mm-hmm. Not solo like, money. I think they were... I think they were hoping it was going to make like $200 million domestically, and then internationally it made like 245 something like that, but... So would you rate it as equal, less than, greater than? Equal. Yeah, definitely okay. equal. I mean, I think maybe I slightly like the original better just because it was so new and so fresh when it came out. But I do like that you had a lot more character development with this one. You know, you see more aspects of the family, you know, becoming a, a complete family unit unit rather than you saw in the so You're getting uh, to see the second original. episode of Fantastic Four. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, the uh, music's so cool. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. And that... that uh, that uh, retro, I guess you'd call it like retro 50s futurism. Yes, futurism definitely played forward. Like uh, one of the things I thought was really awesome is they had the the sixteen to nine aspect, you know, the widescreen TVs, but they still had that rounded corners to make it look like those the old fifties TVs that sure. were just the tube kind of floating above the yep. the base. Between that and Fallout, man, I love that aesthetic. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, that retrofuturism thing is awesome. Very cool. Very cool. But yeah, I, I really liked it. Really had a good time with it. A lot of, lot of laughs, a lot of touching moments, etc. I finished. Oh, and Edna Mode. We have, we have a fair amount of Edna Mode, or is she just a flash? Uh, she's got. I'm not gonna say a huge chunk, but a you know a nice little segment in they, there. They, they've used her quite a bit in the advertising, but yes. not not in actual scenes. It just right. has her talking to the to the audience. So I'm right. Just, Turn Please. off your phones. Turn off your phones. Remember, I'm watching you, darling. <laughs> you are not a Quizzer Chatterer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I finished Far Cry 5 yesterday. Oh, wow. That ending fucked me up. Oh, dear. Did it? My word. I, I, I'm not going to spoil anything yeah, for those I, out there that have not finished it. Now, I do plan on going back to it. <laughs> are you defeated by a sandwich at the end? <laughs> what? I don't understand it. I what, don't understand what, it. Please what, explain what, it. The, what's the thing you were talking about? The Quizoso Bocahan. <laughs> <laughs> what's the thing you were talking about? I'm sorry, dude. dude. The Quizoso Bocahan. Well, you said it. The Quizats Hatterack? Yes, that's it. 
That's I was better with Necron. That, that that's a Linda Park line from Yes. That the, yes. Li- so what? It's from Dune. Edna the character is based she played in Dune said that line. Oh. Edna is based on Linda Park, who was in Dune as well as is many other. Linda Park? No, Lin- Ed- uh, no, uh, uh, Linda, uh, Linda, uh, Linda Evans. Edna Mode is based on Edith Head. No, not entirely. The actress. actress. The actress. Uh, Linda Hunt. Linda Hunt, thank you. Linda Hunt. Linda Hunt. Linda Carter. She was in Dune. Yes. That was her line in Dune. Yes. Uh, but it. Edna is not based on that the character from Dune, but other characters. So I conflated a line from the sandwich with the thing. Yeah, played by Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt played a sandwich. But you do have a good point. <laughs> Quiz at Chatterack <laughs> would be a great sandwich name. Yes, it would. What was the sandwich name then? There was no sandwich. You're thinking Quiznos. <laughs> no, the sandwich that the, the sandwich didn't make well at the Warhammer game thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I am broken. No right more now. sugar for you, Andy. <laughs> no more I'm cotton glad candy. You, I'm glad you let him keep his own little cup of caramel dip. Because wow, <laughs> Jesus, he might have been spreading the crazy by now. I don't know. <laughs> Knowing his pretend yeah. chant for double dipping. No, oh, Jesus. <laughs> What's that, the sandwich? Uh, but that ending for Far Cry. I don't know. It's worse that he's broken us, but he's even more broken. Oh, he's, he's cracking gone. himself he up right gone. now. Yeah. He is gone. <laughs> That's what should be videoing. Just your 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 your, your shake, shaking, sobbing face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Far Cry Five, super dark. Oh my god, that ending really kind of surprised me and made me feel kind of yeah. What? Yeah. It's and, and this is a guy who loves horrible dark endings, especially in the horror novels I read. Yeah. But, but, but spending, you are a horrible dark ending. Yeah, I'll accept that. And, <laughs> but after sinking about 16, 17 hours into this game, or possibly longer, it was kind of a surprise and a, like, I'm, I'm not satisfied feeling when, I, when that happened. So I, those who have played the five know what I'm talking about. Those who haven't and are going to enjoy it. Have a good time getting there. I remember what the uh, there was some game we were playing. You're basically playing Stephen King. Uh, oh shit! What is the name of that? I can't remember of it. But, it, but when I played through that, on the I got to the end, I'm like, what? What? Really? What? Oh, what? Yeah, and I know the feeling. You you're got attached to this character. Yeah, and then then weird shit happens at the end. You go, what? Wait, wait. Sure. I will. I will say, Far Cry Five did not end the way I expected it to. Mm. So I will give it kudos for that. What else to do this weekend? I don't know. Is that it? We kind of danced on everything. We got hopping back and forth between Steve's trip and all that stuff, and yeah. Yeah, we uh, came up with some new configurations to play DC deck building. Yeah. Uh, we got Steve uh, Shakespeare Munchkin for his birthday. We Fun. didn't play it though. Uh, uh, oh, and uh, I got I got Kit fixed. Mm. That's geeky. H- how's Kit so reacting? Oh, he's he's doing fine. Good. It's just my overwhelming guilt. Mm. Oh, sure. But he's handling it well, so I feel better. Good. It's really funny. Still giving you love and bites and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You good. Still wanting to play. He's not quite as vocal and wanting to go outside, which is nice. That's kind mm. of the point. So I'm going to get him microchipped in the next day or two. Oh, wow. Boy, it was balls look awful, though. 
Yeah. My well, God. Yeesh. They shade the area. But what about kids' balls? Mm. That too. Oh, okay. Oh, my Lord. It just, really? It's hideous. <laughs> very modern. Very up to date. No. Right? Because they're, you know. I modern was, balls. I, I was asking, what do I watch out for? You know, because they don't, th- <clears throat> this cat hospital, they don't believe in like grabbing by the scruff. They don't uh, believe in cones. The no. Collars. Yeah, I was say, no cone of shame. <clears throat> no cone of shame. So I was like, well, what, what, I mean, what do I, do I have to watch out? And no, 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 the little licking's fine. If he's biting or really, you know, going at, then you need to stop him and let us know. And I'm like, right, because you don't want him pulling out the stitches. And they're like, oh, there are no stitches. We use surgical glue. Oh. Mm. So they crazy glued him shut. Yeah, yeah I, I know a lot of, uh, even like regular <clears throat> surgeons are using that. No, when they, when, they, when they fixed my belly, they glued me shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It's supposed to last longer, and then you don't have to deal with the potential of you know infections when they pull the stitches out and yeah. stuff. Mm. So it's supposed to be better. Yes, sir, I, I, I like it. Couldn't say one way or another. But it, like, boy, oh boy, when he's walking away from you, it's 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 a scene of devastation. Mm. <laughs> oh it's no, soul crushing. Oh no. But he seems to be all right. He doesn't seem to be in pain or really inconvenience. So okay, mm. all right. He Hopefully, sings higher though. Let yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So hopefully, his tail. No more his tail? No, he sings he higher. Sings higher. Oh, I thought you said his things higher. No. Yeah. I was like, how? What, so that, what does that mean? Celestia said he's now a Kit Strato. Oh. Boom. Um, I had a question He'll for you. He'll be here actually. all week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, he will be. Uh, here I still all have week, not finished watching Jessica Jones, and I was yeah. talking to Frankie about it today. Okay. Uh, my impression, what I've seen so far, which is about half of it. You don't really need to watch the other episodes. You can watch Jessica Jones 1 and 2 without seeing the other stuff in between, right? There's no... I don't you, see you any... You mean Daredevil and... Yeah, I don't I, see any... No, they're, they're standalone. They, yeah. They're, yeah. They mean no. there's no crossover like, right. like the other stuff. No. Good. I'll let her know that. I mean, happy. I mean, you know, of course you want to watch Jessica Jones 1. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. That would... It wouldn't make much sense if you didn't. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Okay, good. She'll be very happy to know that because she thought she had to muscle through uh, uh, Iron Fist and the Defenders to get to that. There is actually, you almost get the impression that Jessica Jones 2 may even take place before Defenders because... Which certainly makes sense. there, There really is... There really is no... There really is no reference whatsoever. I was waiting, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, no. I bet, I bet it does. I bet chronologically, I bet they'll Maybe turn it out does. that it does. Yeah. Because, I mean, seriously, it, it, it's in its own world. It sounded like you said chronologically. Chronologically. <laughs> I've been working on the strip a lot, and uh, <laughs> where's a lot of chronologically there? <laughs> well, the Geek Shock Book Club, we are still discussing the long walk. I'll probably be putting my two cents on there probably tomorrow when I'm editing this. Uh, we will be starting taking nominations for new books sometime this next week, so get ready and thinking about those. And there was something you sent me, Andy, uh, that was uh, a local event happening here. Yeah. Uh, Friday, June 29th in Vegas at the park from 7 to 10 p.m. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll read the, uh, the PR that you sent me. Cool. Uh, hardcore gamers, casual fans, and newbies alike can get in the game with Fortnite at the park. A gaming night for friendly rivalry and socializing in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Produced by gaming icons Unicorn. I don't know who that is. Gaming icon Unicorn. Unicorn? Who's Unicorn? Put the Unicorn over there with the, with the, with the <laughs> manicure. 
I should have known. (laughs) The event lets fans take the controller by the buttons. And pl- Hello. And play to win some fantastic prizes. 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 <laughs> and prizes. <laughs> curly or otherwise. Including a staycation at the New York to New York Hotel and Casino, dinner at Beer House, a state-of-the-art gaming chair from Noble, uh, Gunner's Optics Elite Eyewear, and more. Gaming chair. Gaming chair. Gaming I want chair. that. The popular co-op sandbox-style game lets multiple, pl- multiple players battle it out on a massive map. With the objective to be the last one standing, anyone can play and anyone can win at this event under the stars. Again, that's going to be Friday, June 29th at the Strip at the park. That's in front of the T-Mobile Arena. Yeah. Uh, admission and participation in the gaming event are free. Whoa. So on the 29th, on. if you got nothing to do, 7 to 10 for free. Fortnite. Yes. The Battle Royale. Dry stealth and play that game. Yeah. And to clarify. I really should just to try it out. It's... The park is between New York, New York, and what used to be called Monte Carlo, but is now called, just to be confusing, Park, park. MGM. Park, park MGM, MGM, really, yeah. 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 Again, it's in front of T-Mobile Arena. Yes. Yeah. Just look yeah. for the, the, the stench of the no, Golden Knights fans that will never leave that <laughs> arena. It's just true. It will not. Uh, I did find out something interesting. I know we've talked about nerdgasms being closed. Okay. Yeah. Us. Apparently, it is moving... To where the nerd was. Yeah, downtown. Oh, okay. Which means the nerd failed like we all suspected it would. Yeah. And that was at Neonopolis. Neonopolis. Yes, that okay. is correct. In the same place where the drag bar was. That in failed. the same place where Jillian's was. That failed. The, yes. As that's I said, a great location. Oh, everything I, that's gone in there has failed. I mm. wish them luck. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag sarcasm. Mm. And, now, and then uh, Fear the Walking Dead's in that area, too, right? The Fear the Walking Dead is, uh, is actually across part the street of, from it. Oh, that okay. one's actually part of Fremont Street Experience. So. Oh, okay. So it's, it's only the th- it seems to be only the things that are in Neonopolis proper that fail. Well, and things kind of hide in there. It, it, it has to do with the guy that owns Neonopolis, and yeah. that's all, all, all I'm really going to say. All his fault. Well, you heard it here, folks. All his fault. He's the one that... Uh, Tried to tease everybody about reopening the experience way back in the day, and yep. uh, that was never ever going to happen. He never had any real intention of doing that. Telemundo's officers are that have been in there for a while, and they're still holding together. But that's about it. Well, Telemundo had their biggest weekend showing the uh, the uh, football games. So. Right, right. Football, football. Goal! Thank you, thank you, man. Space Force. No. News you don't give a sh- go. Space Force <laughs> in color. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one yet. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. That's good. I'm sure somebody's done this already, but I'm keep talking. I'm gonna check. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Uh, this this was just sad. You sent me this one, Kirsten. Yes. After 20 years of development, failed productions, and a number of false starts, writer-director Terry Gilliam managed to fully film, edit, and screen his film, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. This has been going on for 20 years. However, he lost a court battle this weekend over the rights of the movie. Oh, no. A ruling from the Paris Court of Appeal, originally reported by Screen Rant, says that former producer Paul Branco owns the rights to the film. 
The Portuguese producer signed a contract with Gilliam to produce the film in 2016 with his production company, Alfama Films. Their collaboration fell through, and Gilliam pushed forward to film the movie in 2017. Bronco filed suit, and this weekend the court ruled that he has the rights to the movie. Branco said that he could not believe the film was actually made by other parties, telling Screen Daily, quote, The ruling means that the rights to the film belong to Alfama. Any exploitation of the film up until now has been completely illegal and without the authorization of Alfama, said Branco. We will be seeking damages with interest from all the people involved in this illegal production and above all, all those who are complicit in its illegal exploitation. We're holding everyone responsible. Unquote. Fuck you, cunt. As a part of the ruling, the Paris Court of Appeals said that Gilliam also has to pay 10,000 euros to Alfama Films. Loosely based on Miguel de Cervantes' iconic novel, the film follows an advertising executive, uh, The Last Jedi's Adam Driver, who gets mistaken for Sancho Paza by an elderly man, played by Jonathan Price, who thinks he is Don Quixote. This potentially final version of the film also stars Stellan Skarsgård and Olga Kirilenko. The film finally did see the light of day at Cannes Film Festival this year, closing out the festival and earning a standing ovation. However, before that, Amazon Studios, which also funded the film, announced it would no longer distribute the film in the United States. The Man Who Killed Don Quixote was scheduled to be released throughout the rest of Europe uh, this year. Poor Gilliam, man. When's he going to stop tilting at William windmills? Uh, yeah, you almost made it. You almost made it. Wow. Andy pillowed Terry Gilliam. Yes, he did. No, Andy pillowed himself. Gilliam struggled. We could only be so lucky. So Gilliam's struggle to get the film into theaters is now going to take even longer. That really does suck. It really does. It really does. At least he has lots of superhero movies to watch between now and then. Yes. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of appeal and... It's probably going to be stuck in the courts for another year or two. You know, it's hard to tell with French courts, but... I know. don't believe in curses whatsoever. But if ever a film was cursed, it is it's this that one. one. I'm okay. sure it will come out right after uh, Buckaroo Banzai and, uh, um, Han- and uh, Hanoi's End's Crime Syndicate, whatever the sequel was. Uh, who, Hanoi's End? Uh, at the end of Buckaroo Banzai, it says, Coming soon, Buckaroo Banzai versus the World Crime League. Okay. And that then the movie got all tied up in legal shit and ah. never happened. Boo. News you don't give a shit about. Playmobil will be the latest iconic kids toy to go to Hollywood with an animated feature of its very own. At mm. the uh, Annecy Animation International Film Festival, the head of Paramount's animation division, uh, Lino DeSalvo, shared some of the details of the upcoming film. According to Variety, DeSalvo and Playmobil will quote, Embrace the virginity and simplicity. What? That has made the children's playset so appealing through the years. Unquote. Virginity? Embrace the virginity and simplicity. That's a quote. It's a quote. Embrace, Embrace the, the virginity. virginity. Of I say space, you say virginity. <laughs> space virginity. I say virginity, you say embrace. <laughs> <laughs> While details are scarce, the presentation... I hope so. (laughs) The presentation did reveal the story will be about Marla, a young woman forced to leave the safety and structure of her environment in search for her younger brother, Charlie, who disappeared into the larger 
Playmobil World. You know that larger Playmobil, Playmobil World. Very dangerous. Sure. Does, 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 the dark alleys of Playmobil. Does she give birth to a child without benefit of a man? Now, is she talking about the, the catalog Playmobil World? No, because world? her legs don't move. <laughs> <laughs> like the toy catalog Playmobil World, where they put like all the sets together, like the airport set. The Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the Lego movie sounded crazy, it but will, it worked. It will That's also, true. It will also be a mix of live action and animation. DeSalvo like also joked, joked about the Lego movie's a success, which grossed roughly $500 million worldwide, quoting, if we make half of that, we'll be very happy. He <laughs> told the crowd. <laughs> Playmobil. If you, make a play tenth, if you make a tenth of it, I'll be very surprised. There are many descriptions for the Playmobil toy line. Interesting really isn't one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, growing up, one of the, one of the big uh, Christmas gifts I got one year was the Playmobil pirate ship. Which was a pretty good pirate ship. It was a safe, safe pirate ship. Yes. It, it sailed the jolly seas. All the pirates smiled. I'll give them that. But they were virgins. Uh, but you could uh, throw somebody in the, the open of the Met Center and throw them down in the, in the decks. Yeah, in the hold. Sure. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, they could be held. Could you keel haul them? No, their legs don't move. Oh. News you don't give a shit about. In the middle of filming season two of Star Trek Discovery, showrunners Gretchen Berg and Aaron Harberts, Harberts, yes, have been ousted from the show due to issues related to leadership after alleged complaints of verbal abuse came from the inside inside the writer's room. You didn't do it, Kirsten. Yeah, Kirsten, you didn't do it. God yeah. damn it. Herberts, 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 Herberts. Yeah, I thought about it, okay. it, but my mouth was full of pita and hummus. Hummus, 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 hummus. See, that's mm -hmm. how that works. But yeah. Uh, Harberts threatened the writers who had... Uh, oh, wait, wait, I didn't get the other part. <laughs> Executive producer and co-creator Alex Kurtzman will now take over. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Harberts threatened the writers who had complaints to try and keep them from reporting issues to human resources. In addition, budget issues during production of the first five episodes of season two have also been cited as a reason for the switch-up. Executive producer Kurtzman will take over showrunner duties for the rest of the season. And another change at the show, executive producer Akiva Goldsman reportedly did not return to season two after personality crashes, clashes in the writer room. Personality crashes are more fun. And before Discovery premiered in 2017, of course, Brian Fuller exited due to commitments with other projects, including American Gods, which now he has also left because that's what Fuller does. Mm. So, so doesn't, doesn't actually yeah, go to the Fuller thing. It just goes with half of the thing. You know what? I would be a lot more worried if the first season of Discovery wasn't so damn good. Right. Because there was a lot of reason to worry about Discovery. Yeah. And uh, they did a great job. So cool. I'm going to just say, all right. Did you ever get to finish it, Kirsten? Yeah. Okay, good. Yep. <clears throat> Misa enjoyed. And news you don't give a shit about. Yeah. Let's talk about midichlorians. Oh, no, is this, uh -oh. no, that's not. Is this the, the Lucas uh, original treatment yeah. that he yeah, talked it is. about? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, good. If there was one factor most fans of Star Wars agreed with was that they didn't want an explanation of the Force. But as it turns out, you can only be a Jedi if these microscopic beings, midichlorians, exist within your bloodstream. 
or something along those lines. It wasn't entirely clear. And if Lucas had his way, this wouldn't have ended with the prequels either. In a book companion for James Cameron's story of science fiction that was released in conjunction with the director's mini-documentary series on AMC, Lucas revealed his plans for the Star Wars sequels that never came to be. This is before he sold them to Disney. This is what he was working with. Yeah. Quote, The next three Star Wars films, we're going to get into the microbiotic world, uh, Lucas said. But there's this world of creatures that operate differently than we do. I call them the wills. And the wills are the ones who actually control the universe. They feed off the force. Back in the day, I used to say, ultimately, what this means is we are just cars, vehicles, for the wills to travel around in, continued Lucas. We are vessels for them, and the conduit is the midichlorians. The midichlorians are the ones that communicate with the wills. The wills, in a general sense, they are the force, unquote. Uh, He readily admitted that most likely there would have been a ton of backlash, as there was with Phantom Menace. Yeah. (laughs) I am so glad he doesn't write them anymore. You know what? I'm so glad. What is fascinating, though, is like if you delve deeper into it, like with, um, you know, uh, Last Jedi, a lot of the theming ends up being the same, where it's like that whole notion of, you know, predestination versus free will and, and choosing, as well as, you know, are only the Jedi and the Sith able to use the Force, or is now everyone able to use the Force? Where apparently, like themes that Lucas would have gotten into with his his treatment of the oh no, that sounds a little complicated. Which part <laughs> for Lucas? <laughs> yeah, you know, I I honestly I I don't like it for Star Wars, but I don't hate the concept. No, and I, it's been done similarly. I think Osmosis Jones kind of goes right, yeah. You know where it's been done before? Where? Scientology! Oh, shit. Oh, We're shit. vehicles for aliens? Mm. Microscopic ones. <sighs> That's Scientology! Oh, my God. What if your atoms were actually little solar systems? Yeah. And, mm. and, and, the, and the electrons go around little planets, mm. and, and there little people on there. I got a headache. And that's, that's, where, the, that's where the force is at? We're here. We're here. We're here. Because some people's atoms don't have populated planets, and some people's do. And so if, you, you, if you're the populated pl- person got planet. A planet they can <laughs> populate. Have you been watching Men in Black recently? Is this where you're getting all this? <laughs> no, but yes. Midichlorians are the men in black. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I read. I, uh, all, I could, all I could think about was that, that, that stupid little, uh, what's it called when you put your name on a petition? That's uh, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the I hate the Disney Star Wars bring yeah. back Lucas petition. Uh-huh. Mm. I'm like, that's what you're aiming for. This is what you're you're asking for. Yeah. Somebody with a better memory than me. Isn't the wills uh, the one of the original titles had the wills in it or something? Yeah. yeah. What was it? What was it? Um, it well, one of the characters in uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. Yes, he was what the keeper of the wills. Uh, guardian. Guardian of the, of the wills. wills. And and but that's actually part of what he's talking about the original treatment from way back because yeah. it's it's something like um oh it's a convoluted mess when yeah, you go way and, back. no no but the title is there the, 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 the wills, wills is in the, is in the title the yeah guard- it's always been there yeah the guardian in the his wills, head at least um a star wars story or a story of the star wars something like that 
And who that, knows? That. Maybe it would have been some good movies. It's very possible. Yeah. But but given oh, the last ones that he directed, you know no. what? It, that that wasn't so. his idea way back no. when. Because he's he, right there in the original Star Wars. It's very clear, and he even says the Force was meant to be this totally nebulous, vague thing that had a sense of religion about it, but wasn't actually a specific religion, so he didn't have to get into that territory. You know, he wanted to avoid that. And then, you know, it's it's funny. It's sort of like uh, Scully's theory of directors who get children and then all their work goes to shit. It's like, you know, he starts adopting kids and stuff, and then all of a sudden, oh, there's meaning, oh, there's predestination, oh, there's the will of this, and the, and it, it, uh, it was, it, it was really cool back when original Star Wars came out, and, it, and the Force was just this thing that you used to do good things. Now it's this thing that tells you to do good things, or bad things, or what it, blah. Blah is right. Blah. Blah is correct. And Block can only lead us to Week in Geek! Yay! Space Force! I say space, you say, say force. force! Space Force! Uh, as I mentioned last week, uh, Brian Keane is recovering from burns that he received in an accident of maintaining some brush. And uh, last week I said that I was going to purchase five books uh, of Keane's library to send to... Uh, writers who list listeners who write in writers who listen in <laughs> listeners <laughs> who, who write in and uh, if you send to comments at uglycowshow.com help brian keen in the subjects you would be in the drawing for one of the five books well one of our listeners i tried to reach out to her to see if i could use her name on the show and i've responded but that's my fault because i uh, wrote to her late at night, so I probably won't get the response till tomorrow. So I'll, I'll say who it is if she would allow next week. But she has also wants to contribute five books as well. Oh my! So now we are giving away ten books thanks to uh, one of our shock monkeys that was kind enough to to basically double what we were offering. Very cool. So write in comments at uglycouchshow.com. Help Brian Keen. Again, it's um, I'm going to buy books of his library to send to Shock Monkeys through Amazon. Since he owns a good portion of his literary work, he gets the money for that. Good. So and that's uh, and there's been many people out there that have have helped and sent wishes, and he's super appreciative. He's uh, he's healing nicely so far. Woof. Yeah, that's he's oh, what a what a rough run. If you want to know more about that, listen to last week's show. I give you the whole rundown. The contributions are helping, and uh, we also want to do our part. So, week in geek, Journal of the Wills Saga One. You're, yeah, you're a Journal of the Saga Wills. of the Star Wars or something like that. Journal of the Wills Saga One. Saga of the Star Wills. No? And it's Wills. Wills is spelled differently than I thought it was. W H I L L S. Yeah. Yes, because it's well, yeah. Wills. Not W I L Z. Yeah, that's very nineties. Yeah, that's super nineties, right? That's there. very. That's like that's that's George, that's George Lucas's rap name. <laughs> <laughs> Will Lucas, that's his real name. Comcast made a sixty-five billion dollar all cash offer for most of the assets owned by Twenty First Century Fox. Douchebags. 
Comcast's all-cash bid signals the cable giant's seriousness about outgunning the Walt Disney Company for exclusive rights to Fox-owned studios and entertainment properties like Fantastic Four, X-Men, and The Simpsons. If successful, the Comcast bid could dash many fans' dreams of one day seeing character reunions and crossovers from Marvel film franchises that have been long separated under Disney and Fox's competing interests. Quote, 21st Century Fox has not yet made a determination in the light of Comcast's proposal as to whether it will postpone or adjourn the July 10th, 2018 special meeting of stockholders to consider certain proposals related to the Disney merger agreement, said Fox's jerk-off Rupert Murdoch in a statement. See, there's a special nerd in this whole thing in that we're perfectly willing to go with the Monopoly as long as it pulls Marvel together. (laughs) There is. But now we're all pissed off about Monopoly now that it doesn't do that. I'm not... Our, Our politics, like, our politics are not nearly as strong as our nerd. I'm not happy or sad about this happening because it's just it's another major merger. But at the same time, it's I like... I love that character. It's, He's my it's, favorite, It's too. fascinating to watch because you have the Disney bid, which I guess Disney had been trying for a long time to purchase all those Fox assets. And then the unsolicited bid from Comcast out of nowhere is an all-cash offer, which is interesting in that respect because... If he if if Murdoch takes the all cash offer, he's out of the Hollywood media scene for the most part. How does that work? Do I drive like a big dump truck full of money and jump out from the front of this place? Or yes, it just makes him an even more wealthy person than he already is. Right, but the whole, the, the but cash. The, is, I mean, they say all cash. Yeah, they don't really mean all cash. They don't really mean they're going to come up with it a means briefcase they, after briefcase no, of no. money. It means that they're literally paying dollar for dollar it's what the stock like is stocks worth. It's not like stocks or oh, options okay. this, I got, I got or this it. Okay. The, or trading other businesses and okay. assets. The Disney offer is a stock offer. so yes, they're, they're writing a check. They're, they're, they would yeah. be turning over Disney st- an equivalent amount of Disney stock for the Fox stock. And so any stockholder that was a stockholder in Fox would then own stock in Disney, which would have potential dividends going on and Which on and on forever. Which is a pretty nice deal. Actually. Yeah. So it's like either deal would is going to make whoever is a stockholder in 21st Century Fox wealthy beyond their wildest dreams. So hmm. all the fascinating things about the financial fast dealings. Comcast's latest overture follows a court ruling that cleared a path for another giant media merger between Ugh. AT&T and Time Warner. That one sickens me, too. Quote, Comcast executives had awaited the decision in that case, New York Times reports, before mounting their bid for 21st Century Fox. The Comcast bid is almost 20% higher than Disney's original all-stock offer of $52.4 billion. It's also $5 billion more than Comcast's own earlier bid of about $60 billion, which Fox rejected reportedly over suspicion that regulators would forbid the deal from growing through. Now, on the other side, Disney is expected to add, for the first time, a cash payment on top of its standing all-stock offer of $52.4 billion for ownership of the bulk of 21st Century Fox. The cash amount Disney could throw at its existing deal so far has not been disclosed, but it would take an additional $12.6 billion in additional money just to match Comcast dollar for dollar. Mm. Big leagues, people. Big league chew right here. Yep. Mounting a bid is right. Somebody's getting mounted. Yeah, there's yeah, it's called the fans. We're yeah. all getting mounted. It's all of us. 
And as I mentioned earlier, Incredibles 2 topped the box office this weekend. According to Box Office Mojo, the animated superhero action-adventure brought in over $182 million for its three-day opening weekend, making it the biggest opening weekend for an animated feature. I was told somewhere else that it didn't have a really good opening. Yeah? Yeah. That's weird. Uh, Must have been some podcast. You can't can't trust those. uh, Yeah. It's not... If it's on the internet... Yeah. I'm... Yeah, I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) The previous holder for this record, Pixar's Finding Dory, opened with $135 million. People saw Finding Dory? A lot of them, apparently. Wow. Incredibles 2 is also the third biggest opening film of 2018 thus far, behind Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War. Wait a minute, where's Solo and all that? The Solo, that's in about one, about close to 190, I think. Mm. So it's, it's near, it's going to hit 200 million. Well, it's quite clear Kathleen Kennedy needs to be fired. Oh, that's, it's yeah. obviously all her fault. And, you know, there's this one douchebag who wears a baseball cap on YouTube. Uh-huh. He needs to take over. Oh, yeah. Because he knows Star Wars. Well, he's Wars. got plan. Well, he's read the entire Legends, oh, excuse me, Extended Universe mm-hmm. novels. So he knows the direction that story needed yeah. to go from the first place. Yeah. He so knows. he's going to take us back to that. And he's also going to make Luke. And he's not fooled by the SJWs. Yeah. Oh, he well, knows the Journal all. of the Wills backwards and forwards. Yeah. Oh, he is the Journal of the Wills. On a side note <laughs> on a side note parents stop bringing your children to a 10 30 p.m Uh-oh. movie Uh-oh. 30 p.m 10 30 p.m oh, yeah i heard it too i heard it was a, I, I heard him say i heard him say stop bringing your children to a 10 30 okay but he said a 10 30 he didn't say a 10 30 he said a 10 30 oh it's not a 10 okay show now that we got that that clear yeah really the Oh, the, the the theater was only about half full, but a good third of that audience was children. Imagine that for a kids I was, movie. I can't. I can't even imagine at ten thirty at night. Really? Yeah, I no. drew the cutest little baby last night at about one thirty in the morning on you the strip. You drew the cutest baby? I drew it. No. Oh, drew, drew. No, that's that's Celeste's job. <laughs> well, it's nice knowing you, folks. <laughs> that's Celeste's job. That's our last babies. podcast before we all go to prison. <laughs> It was like a chia pet, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, you know, I, man, I know this is a 24-hour town, but yeah, I've been like to Smith's at like 11.30 p.m. Oh, sure. And they're dragging their kids around. Literally, because they're yeah, so tired. They're like yeah, they're like half mm. falling asleep. Yeah, you know? the kid needs to be home sleeping. Yeah, I, I, I had the same experience as you, Kirsten, at the grocery store this this lady was dragging this poor kid. The kid was literally half asleep. Yeah, slumped down on the ground, and she's dragging the kid by the kid's arm. The kid's like, mm-hmm. and the kid wasn't trying to be difficult. It was literally falling asleep on the floor. That's what those little cards are And the are parent for, was they? dragging it on the 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 polished floor of uh. the grocery store. It was one of the saddest things That's I've ever seen. That's how the floors get clean. Oh, oh, good point. Fine point. Parents are kids today, I swear. Mm. <laughs> Ewan McGregor has agreed to star as a grown-up Danny Torrance in the sequel to The Shining. Whoa. McGregor is signed on for Warner Brothers' big screen production of uh, Stephen King's Dr. Sleep, the 2013 sequel to The Shining. Dr. Sleep finds an adult Danny struggling with his same alcoholism issues that consumed Jack Torrance, Danny's famously psychotic dad. Now in his mid-40s, Danny finally reaches a crossroads in his life and decides it's time to get sober. 
Retained from childhood is Danny's continued ability to shine, tuning into extrasensory gift that both endangered and ultimately saved him and his mother, Wendy, in the original story. Getting sober revives Danny's powers, and he tries to put them to good use by working with the terminally ill in hospice. But after forging a bond with a young girl who also possesses the same power, Danny discovers that there are bad people out there with similar gifts, and they want the girl dead. Horror specialist Mike Flanagan, who is behind Before I Wake and Ouija, Origin of Evil, will direct Dr. Sleep, one of two films the studio reportedly has been eyeing as fresh expansion on King's original Shining lore. Cool. So my question is, what is that other film? Because Dr. Sleep is the novel that Stephen King wrote as yeah. an actual sequel to The Shining. So what other Shining story? Well, when Jack on? Nicholson thaws out. Oh, Frozen 2. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just has to Wait let till it go. they get a load of me. <laughs> Scatman Crothers doesn't actually die when they pull out the axe. He's like, whoa! What the hell happened there? Instead, they they got the other Scatman. That's the same Scatman. No, it's a different Scatman. What? Yeah, yeah it's a different Scatman. <laughs> what? Mm. Yeah. That is not the same guy. Mm. Not the same guy at all. I'm confused. You should be. Mm. Not the same if guy. If only Andy had it's, some device. It's the guy he that played check. jazz that in Transformers. Me. Yes. Not the That's weird not the weird nineties song. I'm that just... also appeared in basketball. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I've one. ever seen. I can't think of anything I've seen Ewan McGregor in that I have not liked. I mean, the prequels have their issues, but he was yeah. fine. I mean, yeah, he, he and he Ian clearly tried. Are the reason to watch the prequels? Yeah. he at least was giving an effort and trying to emote and make something of the characters. Where, you know, I mean, I can't say I've seen everything that Ewan McGregor has been in, but Train Spotting. Everything I have seen him in, is, he's been really good. And uh, Train Spotting Two is amazing. If I, you haven't seen Train Spotting Two, fix your life. I want, I want the uh, MTV Obi Wan movie. That would be cool. I, you know, <clears throat> in the right hands, that could be a very. I mean, are you? You think it would take place like post? Episode three, so it'd be like when he's in his self-imposed exile. Yeah, I mean they, they have to do that because something had to happen. It couldn't have just been him on a planet for twenty years. Well, it could have. Well, yeah. no, but I mean, like, what, I mean, actually, that that's not much of a movie because he but had it's a, a tragic story. Yeah, that I, lost twenty years of your life where you're just right? sitting in the motherfucking desert learning how to speak crate. Well, yeah. something <laughs> had. Well, something had to have happened in those twenty years because. You know, he had a reputation. I mean, Luke, having not really known who he was, right. he's that like, I wonder if he means wizard. that crazy, yeah, crazy old wizard. Although, so, you like, know, I mean, th- then you, then now you're entering into the all those layers where Lucas just could not resist <sighs> using yeah. names, right? Because there's a Kenobi and a Skywalker on Tatooine, and the <laughs> Emperor never finds out about right. it. Right. Well. You know, Skywalker is like Smith in the Star Wars universe. Oh, you okay. have to assume that. <laughs> yeah. You do. Yeah. And that's the problem. 
You have to assume it's the Smith and Jones of the Star Wars yeah. universe. Philip yeah, Kenobi and Skywalker. Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, it's just Ben Kenobi. Sorry, wrong, oh, wrong, guy. Sorry, wrong, sorry, guy. wrong guy. Wrong guy. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the it's Star okay, Wars I get universe it all the time. is named Kenobi or Skywalker. You're wearing Jedi robes, but yeah. this is a desert, so those robes make total sense. <laughs> total sense. Especially when you go to Moss Eisley and you see all the people wear. That's the thing that cracked me up in that movie. It's like, yeah, it's supposed to be this hot desert planet. And people wearing all these layers of clothing yeah. in Moss Eisley. And you're like, oh, okay. So apparently it's not that hot. In this well, it's like Vegas. The air conditioning is down to just above freezing. <laughs> yeah, really. Sometimes. You need that space suit just mm-hmm. to keep from getting froze. Yeah, it... Um, um, Trevor uh, Skywalker is a dick. <laughs> what? Well, I, I guess he we, we kind of we got off on... Uh, <laughs> that, but still, I, I, Ewan is I got great. off on it. <laughs> did did Owen and Brew ever have last names in the the films? Because I I just know he always called him Uncle Owen um, and, and it, Brew. That was in the little, just like Princess Leia Organa. Mm-hmm. It was in the 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 the, the thingy Bob novel. No, no. Oh. This is the oh the little Bible thingy they were that, working that, with that they sold. The, it was a commemorative. Oh, the, oh like the, uh, the the lobby card type yeah. thing. Yeah, but it was Mars. Hmm? That's right, Mars. Lars. Oh yeah, that's yeah. their last Lars. name, Lars. Mm-hmm. It was Lars, just like the drummer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. The drummer's related to to that's those true. two, Uncle Owen. But and, yeah, it, it was in that. So you had the okay. little the, the little details, like the wills. Hmm. <laughs> It's on the mailbox, too. John Wick, co-director Chad Sadalski. I keep getting that. I keep messing this name up. But I think that's right. No, it's Stalski. Stalski? Stalski. John Wick co-director Chad Stalski. And Hutch. Has signed on to helm a feature film adaptation of Analog, the new cyber dystopian image comic series from ex-Marvel writer Jerry Duggan, which first hit the shelves back in April. Duggan recently told Sci-Fi Wire that analog setup is, quote, really an excuse for us to tell stories that take place in a near future that is more like classic spy tales, unquote. It explained that the series unfolds five years in the future after a global internet-shattering hack in which everyone gets doxxed. Analog's protagonist is Jack McGinnis, a former intelligence pro with a complicated past who's found a new dangerous career in the post-doxed world. With the internet permanently compromised, people no longer use it to send and receive important information, so they turn to, quote, men and women called ledgermen who will move your secrets on paper in special briefcases from point A to point B so it can safely avoid the many sort of worms and spies that exist online, Duggan explained. Uh, Stalski is working with Colony is working with Colony creator Ryan Condal to bring Analog to the big screen for Lionsgate with Stalski directing Hutch. and Condal writing the script. Stalski is also c- currently working on John Wick Chapter 3, which Stalski will set to release and in Hutch. May 2019. Stalski. <laughs> Space Force! <laughs> Uh, Netflix is... Wow. So you you is had Stalski. a great time. You had Stalski in that a lot of times. I might have... I thought I might have got one or two in there. I might have added a few. Oh, good. <laughs> Netflix saved another show. Oh, really? What? The streaming company purchased Lucifer. Oh, really? And has lined up a fourth season for the show after Fox's abrupt cancellation. 
what I saw of it, I saw the pilot. It was a fine show with almost nothing to do with the comic book, but yes. it's a, an interesting show. And, and I've almost, I've, I've actually not even almost, I've stayed away from it because I really do enjoy that comic book series yeah. that they licensed and didn't use. I've got, but, but I, but I am willing to take it and try it on its own. Yeah, cognizance. I've gotten to the point where I it went off. It went off Netflix before I could watch it. But I, I was at the point where I'm like, I think I'll finally watch World War Z and just disassociate it from the book. And then it was off Netflix, so yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. But I, I would watch it now. Just it was an okay movie. Yeah. It wasn't great. I mean, it clearly suffered. From, I mean, it, it it had nothing to do with the amazing book, right? But I but, will say it yeah. had some great spectacular moments. Yeah, so. yeah. I get I, I, like Jeff. I thought it was just okay as well. Yeah, and, and likewise, I saw Lucifer. I actually saw Lucifer at uh, San Diego Comic Con or Comic Con International mm-hmm. um, before it ran, and I was very impressed with what I saw. But again, not much to do with the comic at all. Right. And it's weird having the devil in a police procedural because everything has to be a police procedural. Yes. But that actor was fun. A large number of tweets under the hashtag Save Lucifer campaign caught the attention of potential new suitors, including Amazon Studios, before Netflix's pickup saved the series. There's some irony. Save Lucifer. Thanks. Wow. Kel- Kevin Alejandro said the cast had been blown away by the overwhelming response from fans and that it, quote, kind of showed that maybe the way numbers are calculated could be a bit old-fashioned. All of our fans came out of the word work saying, we don't watch it on Monday nights. We watch it when we watch it. But we're still behind it. Our numbers prove it that way, unquote. That's that, that Nielsen's thing. It's just so... It's not how people watch TV yeah, anymore. It's not how... It, yeah. It's just... It's it's sad. And, and I, I get the networks resisting that whole, you know, former structure because that's how they have modeled their system and it's worked for them for so long and that's how they sell it to their advertisers. But I like I the idea that the Nielsen family was just starting to get you know, their money back after all the money they lost in the buggy, in the buggy whip uh, collapse. You know, just as are you following I, this? I love the idea of like the I'm Nielsen just to. the Nielsen just going from di- decaying, dying uh, industry to decaying, dying industry. I want to like just go through a whole bunch of series of. Is there some kind of etymology behind your story that we're just not <laughs> no. familiar with? No, my, I, I've already established this week that my brain doesn't work like anybody else's. It's misfires. Just really this weird. week? No, yeah. no. The ultimate one was. What was, are you talking about? The ultimate <laughs> one was friggin' lunch with my uh, cover band thing. I was like, wow, that's the only I can get that. I need a chart to explain that one. That's what all this is about, isn't it? This yeah. is your complicated segue to tell that story. No, no I'm not going to tell that story. I put that on my uh, lair. Yeah. You have to go to the lair to find that story. Yeah, uh-huh. So? You had a cover band? All right, Andy. We will bite. I'm not Nielsen, I'm not buggy whips. Oh, I just, I was not, I was actually just going through the whole idea of, like, you know, they had the buggy whip companies that just went out of business because there were no buggies to whip. There were no horses. What's a, what's a buggy? What buggy whips are you talking about? Like, like dune buggies? No. Back Horse when were, and buggy. When, when, oh, back when, when you were, were a kid. Yes. Back when there were horses, there were lots of companies that made buggy whips. Okay. But they didn't need them once cars came along. So all those people in those businesses went out. The buggy whip business collapsed. So the Nielsen's had a buggy whip That's business. That's exactly. That's where I'm going. And that's the joke. But I want to go through this whole series. I'm trying to come up with a series in between. I wasn't trying to craft a joke. I was trying to no, have you guys help no, me craft no, pieces no, no. in between. No, Andy doesn't do that at all. Ever. 
I do, but I wasn't this good. <laughs> well, he went from pillowing to mattressing. <laughs> he, just, he, he did a he did a mattress. We call it futoning, but yeah, yeah. futoning. <laughs> You Chris, might be able to squirm out of a mattress, Chris but a futon gets on you. It's like, what the? This giant Jesus futon comes. It's like, it's like a Murphy bed, but there's no frame. This yeah. mattress just comes out of the wall. And <laughs> I'm, I'm working my way up to Vernon and the couch thing. With a burning <laughs> love inside. <laughs> a stage musical based on Tim Burton's Beetlejuice will have its world premiere engagement in October at the National Theater in Washington, D.C. That's one. That's... Keep, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you like my Torgo so much just doesn't know what the fuck is going on anymore. <laughs> It'll all make sense in a moment. This is the most confusion I've ridden during a show. I'm just riding the confusion and see. That was a great look. <laughs> I mean, you weren't even like mugging it. You were honestly like, huh? <laughs> Surf the confusion, Dorgo. Surf the confusion. <laughs> <laughs> the show will be helmed by two-time Tony nominee Alex Timbers. That's six. <laughs> Somebody out there gets it. <laughs> who That's made what his, Andy says. Who made his rap as an innovator on Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson... Peter and the Star Catcher, and Rocky the Musical. What? <laughs> there was a Rocky musical. Yes. Believe it or not. Was it? What, what's? Never mind. <laughs> he comes out on stage singing. Now I'm waiting for the other two to drop. That's what you I'm gotta cut me, Mick. I got it's over rock. <laughs> you gotta cut me, Mick. It's over rock. <laughs> now I really want to watch this music. <laughs> mine, mine would be ridiculous. Australian composer Eddie Perfect, who's working on an upcoming stage adaptation of Perfect. King Kong for Space Force <laughs> for next season, is aboard to write music and lyrics. The book will be co-written by Scott Brown and Anthony King, based on the screen story by Michael McDowell and Larry Wilson. Beetlejuice the Musical. That's two. <laughs> I see where he's going. Now. I don't. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm oh, uh, now I do see it. <laughs> see, if you had simply waited, it would have all made sense. Oh, what's the fun in waiting? Oh. We'll tell the morbidly comic tale of goth teenager Lydia Dietz, who befriends Barbara and Adam Maitland, a ghost couple haunting the home she and her pretentious parents have moved into not long after their untimely demise. Hoping to scare away interlopers, the Maitlands say his name three times and summon Bloody Mary. Released in 1988, <laughs> he did that intentionally. Bloody Mary was a box office hit starring Michael Keaton. <laughs> As the titular ghosts, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis as the Maitlands, Winona Ryder as Lydia, and Jeffrey Jones and Catherine O'Hara as Lydia's dad and stepmom. No word yet on casting or exact performance dates, but Candyman isn't the only Warner property getting a tune-up. The studio's theatrical division is ramping up stage version of its 1993 Kevin Klein comedy, Dave, uh, which wow. will debut at... Arena Stage, Washington, D.C. on July 13th. That's a deep cut right yeah, there. Yeah. Is Dave the sequel to Finding Dory? Who the hell saw that one? Other Dave st- was a cute movie. 
it just I can't see it being made into a musical, but or a stage a no, stage it's cu- play. It's cute enough. I can see that one work. Actually, especially now. Yeah. Mm. You make uh you make the original Dave uh more Trump like and then an actor has to come in and sort of like after he has a massive aneurysm and oh yeah, boy, this fantasy's getting better support. and better. <laughs> and then this nice guy comes in and has to be like that and can't do it. And hmm. you know, I, I think that could work. All uh, right, other green light. Other stage projects in development include a musical based on Chevy Chase's classic National Lampoon's Vacation movies, a dubbed, dubbed Broadway Vacation, and works adapted from Dog Day Afternoon. A star is born, and 17 again. Attica! Attica! And I'd like to say that no ghosts or demons were summoned during that story. Attica! Yet. Attica! The comic book series The American Way, Those Above and Those Below, is getting a big screen adaptation courtesy of Bloomhouse Productions. They are... Got their fingers in everything! Yeah. Ouch. The comic creator John Ridley will write and direct the film. Ridley recently won the Oscar for his 12 Years a Slave script. Uh, Jason Bloom will produce the film, which Deadline describes as one that will use superheroes, quote, to explore timely social issues, including race and integration, unquote. The American Way, Those Above and Those Below, just published last year by DC's Vertigo Imprint, was a follow-up miniseries to the 2007 graphic novel The American Way, also written by Ridley. It continues to deal with the Civil Defense Corps of, from the original work, which is a team of superheroes partially designed to make every segment of the American population feel represented. Picking up in the 1970s, the remnants of the group are still trying to keep America safe. The movie will be set in 1972. Hmm. I got to give Jason Bloom credit, though. I mean, he's literally just like throwing everything in against the wall, see if it sticks. And then it seems like all of his movies, they may not be huge successes, but they make money. Well, that's what I think it's one of the big pieces of his success is that, I mean, mind you, he's mostly making horror movies. Right. But he's making a lot of moderate budget movies. Yeah, exactly. So they don't break the bank to make. So if they one or two loses out, it's not a huge. Fail and but they do seem to double their 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 um their their budget and not only that but on the box office that's not good enough for uh for Incredibles two for you though. (laughs) (laughs) Just hit him, Jeff. Just hit him. (laughs) The impulse is there. Give into it. Not like any of us are going to say anything. Yeah, it's all right. (laughs) The judge will be like, "Did you see him hit Andy? Who?" It was a no, podcast. Let us play the see podcast. We'll just go. play the podcast, and the judge is like, not yeah. guilty. No way. And, oh, and by the way, Andy, get up here. <laughs> Got so many gavel dents in my head. Gavel dents. Gavel head. Gavel dents. That's your cover band of? Gavel dents is my uh, my uh, um, uh, MC Hammer cover band. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that that one was a little weak. I'll give yeah, you, I'll give you a minute to think about yeah. it. <laughs> okay, it's my Peter Gabriel cover band. There okay. you go. There we go. Okay, <laughs> I accept that one. <laughs> that one. That one actually works. Good. Good job, Andy. Thank that you. one actually worked pretty we well. We were at, at the at the the lunch <clears throat> at uh, with Steve mm-hmm. and Celestia was there and so on, 
at one point <laughs> we got into the the cover band joking and we were joking around and somebody said the phrase old and irrelevant and Celestia goes that's my F Andrew Taylor cover band <laughs> 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 Wow, and that joke is finished for life. It's it's, a bit, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's finally wrapped itself. <laughs> oh, tied oh. up neatly with a bow. Oh my! There, 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 there was nowhere to go from that one. Yeah. It was like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> done and done. Even, even Andy was like, that, "That's good." Not that's even good. Andy. Andy was. I was uh, top of the cheerleader for that one. I was impressive. <laughs> Stranger Things distributor Netflix has partnered with publisher Penguin Random House to launch a new line of books inspired by the hit Supernatural series. The first two of these books will arrive in the fall in the U.S. and U.K. Please tell me they're Pick Your Path Adventures. The third book will follow in the spring. Between the three volumes, readers will see a mixture of nonfiction and fiction that expands the Stranger Things world for both adults and young readers. First up is Stranger Things, The World Turned Upside Down, the official behind-the-scenes companion, which is exactly what it sounds like. The second, still untitled book, will be aimed at younger viewers. This will be a gift book that offers advice, wisdom, and warnings from the Stranger Things world, unquote. All right. The publisher says, In the spring, a still untitled novel by Gwen DeBond, author of the Cirque American Supernormal Sleuthing Service and the Lois Lane novels, uh, that will explore the backstory of Eleven's mother as she underwent the MK Ultra experiment program. Season two explored a bit of the backstory from Eleven's point of view as she discovered what happened to her mother and how she came to have her telekinetic abilities. But a full-length book will shed more light on how that all happened. Even more titles aimed at adults and younger readers are set to arrive later in 2019. Mind bullets. That's telekinesis, yes. Kyle. <laughs> how about the ability? To move you. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Amblin and James Wan's Atomic Monster are currently in the stages of rebooting the classic deadly spider film Arachnophobia. The Shatner movie? No, that's, uh, that, that's Kingdom, Kingdom of the, the Spiders. Kingdom of the Spiders. Arachnophobia. 1990. Yeah, oh. yeah. that's the... Um, the original movie, directed by Frank Marshall, saw a poisonous spider hitch a ride from Venezuela to a town in rural California to start a family and wreak havoc on a human one. Uh, Juan, who recently completed work directing DC's Aquaman, is on board to produce. Atomic Monster, the company, currently has the horror flick The Nun in post-production. That's from the Conjuring universe of the Bloomhouse film production set. The original uh, uh, arachnophobia was a modest hit at the box office, making... $53.2 million against a $31 million budget, but went on to gross an additional $30 million in video rentals. Yeah, I remember when it went to rental services. Like, it was always checked out. That was a... F it was huge in the rental business. They're regular-sized spiders? Yeah. You know, it's been ages <laughs> since I've seen it. I, yeah, it's yeah, not eight-legged like yeah. freaks. Yeah, yeah. They're not monster spiders. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Jeff, but, what's his name? Jeff Daniels. Uh, Jeff Daniels. Right. It was... It was a fun little movie. Yeah, and a family-friendly horror movie. One that my youngest to. sister still to this day refuses to see. It's She is it's, a massive arachnophobe. Oh, then, yeah. Like, she used to hate, like, usually when I was as a kid, she'd, she'd see a spider, and she'd go screaming, and I'd, you know, I'd come get a little paper and just pick it up and throw it outside. And she's like, no, squash it, squash it, squash it. And I'm like, it's not hurting anything. It's just doing its job. It's, you know, keeping us safe from pests. 
No, kill it, kill it, kill it. <laughs> you your, kill it. Your sister is secretly teamed up with the mosquitoes. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, mosquitoes got that fuck you money, so they yeah. just toss it around. Uh, they suck. Die. 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 <laughs> Bloody hell, Andy. I want to see arachnobutterophobia. That'd be a good movie. Arachnobutterophobia? Yeah. Pure peanut butter sticking the roof of your mouth. Look it up, folks. It's real. Isn't that like trick tectophobia or something like that? Nope. Arachnophobia. You're, you're thinking of Triska the uh, the clown de- one. Triskaidekaphobia. That one. Fear of the number thirteen. Oh, okay. And, and what's the peanut butter one called? Arachnobutterophobia. Arachnobutterophobia. Yes. Don't look at me. I, I, I'm looking at you because I. That's how I best read Andy. I feel like he's, I'm looking at you as if like should I believe him? Because I, I don't feel know like if I he's should. mispronouncing it. Well, he probably is. It's probably. Andy. There's probably a few extra syllables in Cause, there. Because to me, it sounds like a spider butter sandwich. Ooh. <laughs> Aren't they serving that down in, like, South Carolina or something? I, I think that's the Quitsats Hatterack. I, I think that's, that's the... <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> Arachibutiophobia. Arac- Pretty close. <laughs> Arachibutterphobia. I'm, I'm not pronouncing it. Arachibutriophobia. Oh, thank God Trio. I don't have this. It's, yeah... <laughs> You'd you'd have been you'd have given up already. <laughs> Spider sandwich phobia. <laughs> A new Sherlock Holmes themed escape room is destined for London this October, with some of the TV show's creators involved. Ooh, cool! Since 1887, when Sir Arthur Conan Doyle first introduced uh, escape rooms to the public. No way! That cunning character in A Study of Scarlet. Holmes has been getting himself and his friend, biographer Dr. Watson, in out of conundrums ever since. And now you'll be able to place yourself in his logical shoes with a little help from the current creative team behind the acclaimed BBC show Sherlock, starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. Sherlock producer Sue Ventrue and showrunner Stephen Moffat and Mark Gaddis are teaming up with Time Run to bring you Sherlock, The Game Is Now. Aided by video and audio snippets recorded by the cast, along with clues, details, and environments from the show, teams of four to six players will race against the 90-minute clock to solve mysteries, puzzles, and challenges in an immersive game experience. While Sherlock the Game is now only currently scheduled to launch in London this October, there are plans to take the show on the road. You can keep up with all the details and progress at the game's official site. And again, that's a time run is the name of the company that's putting this together. Mm-hmm. Cool. I so it's 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 it's, it's Sherlock in the the BBC version. It's not. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it's it's the official BBC Sherlock. Gotcha. Theme licensed. Yeah. Room. When, which which is kind of impressive because they could have done the non-licensed version a lot cheaper. Sure. Right. <laughs> People would still go to a Sherlock escape room. I, I feel like I have. I feel like one of the ones I went to was that one was Holmes themed. There's got to be one. Yeah. For, for public domain as that is, there yeah. has to be one. You know what's amazing? What? I am at now the last piece of news that I have on paper. Even with all Whoa. my shenanigans? This is the first time shenanigans. in ages on Geek Shock that I've gotten through every single piece of news because everything else, these other pages I have beyond it are all red light, green light stuff, oh, which wow. we will not get to tonight. Mm. But that will be very soon in the future because that's all the news after this next story. Caught up. This oh. is the first time I've been completely caught up, which is scary yeah. to me. Who was... 
who was at E3 that <clears throat> also listens to us and we we was sad we didn't give them a shout out? What? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying, huh? Was that posted on Facebook? I hope it wasn't Twitter. You can't find that at Twitter. Somebody was at E3 and we didn't give I a shout-out. I don't remember out. seeing it. said was looking for a shout-out for our team at oh. E3, but... And apparently... Yeah, you know, I have no idea what I, that is. Because if it was, it was like in a, Shock Monkey's lair, I must have missed it. I don't... Oh, boy. I think it was on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say... Oh, my God, no! Yeah, <laughs> you, you would bring something up that we're not absolutely Twitter. not Twitter! Twitter, you can't find shit! <laughs> Whoever yeah. it was, put it on the monkey's lair, and we'll shout out tomorrow, next week. <laughs> Listen, we are not for sale, motherfucker. I am. What? <laughs> and he is. He he's he's pretty saleable. Mm. But uh, um, yes. oh, oh wow. Okay, I feel I feel worse now. Yeah, yeah. you should. You should feel. Give me my goddamn futon back, you bastard. <clears throat> oh, you know what? What? You don't. You don't get that. You just don't get that. Who doesn't get that? Andy. He doesn't get to 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 claim anybody out futons him. Mm. Nobody out futons Andy. <coughs> Nobody. What's funny is I don't think it was on Twitter. That's my Duran Duran <laughs> cover band. Mm. What is? What is? Nobody out futons Andy. No, I do not accept that answer at all. As a what? Duran Duran fan, that makes no sense to me. Andy, oh Andy wow, Taylor, that's guitar player for harsh. Duran. Oh, oh, you really? You're going for Andy Taylor amongst mm. all the other Taylors in oh, there? Yeah. <laughs> Nope. What about the Andy Taylor that's in Queen? It could very well be a Queen cover band, too. Andy Taylor in Queen? Yes, sir. Wow. There must be, that's like, know. a million goddamn Andy Taylors <laughs> Andy in England. Andy Taylor in Queen. <laughs> is, there's, there's Taylor, so is, Taylor. I know. It's, like, Ta- one of the most common Taylor is to England like Skywalker is to the United States. Yes. So. I couldn't find it on Twitter. So, yeah, I, I'm sorry. We I saw that, and I'm like, I don't. Because it's like they didn't make a game. They made kind of like a, a toy. Like a digital toy. A toy. Yeah, it was. They they did they say they were in a toy category or that? Well, we're more like a toy. Yeah, that was kind of like how it ended. Oh my god! Darn it! That's mm. true. Now it's really beginning to drive me crazy. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let it drive you crazy while I finally get to this goddamn news thing. Otherwise, I won't, have, I won't have time. Heather McLaren. My team was hoping we would get a make it onto Geek Shock with the E3 review. I guess we're on the cutting room floor. So there you go. All your, your, H- Heather, you, what are you working on? UBI's AI chatbot Sam. More of a toy than a game, I guess. Chatbot Sam. Yeah. Well, it's you. It's UBI's AI chatbot, comma, Sam. Sam so the chatbot. Sam's the chatbot. Ah. All right. Did you see anything oh, referencing oh, that? Only on the cutting room floor. Oh, dude! Don't, 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 Andy! Don't, Andy! I'm trying, I'm trying to do a solid you, you here. Are, you are trying to do a solid, and and you're not helping. I'm not. Now, did you? So you didn't see anything? I did not. Okay, well, there you go. There's our out. Heather, Heather, send us something so we know what the hell's going on. Here. Yeah, actually, you know, whatever you got to, if if there's a link or something like that, something where we could, because a chatbot, chatbots uh, are cool. I. Uh, the job that I'm NDA'd in, (laughs) occasionally there's like extra work and it's really weird because some of it is related to creating conversations with chatbots. What? It's, it's, it's a bizarre, like this comment, this sentence, and 
you know, you, we have to give varied responses and stuff like that. It's ah. uh, it's really kind of interesting. And are you telling me you're a chatbot, Heather? Essentially, I to... you're, you're chatting. Are you chatbot. are you writing the script for a chatbot? Apparently, no. some of the hotels here in Vegas are going to be getting chatbots, like actual physical androids that, that sit at the fuck? front desk <laughs> that you do your check in with, like, and you converse with them. At the front desk? Yeah. They already have them in Japan. Yes. And they're creepy as fuck. Especially the dinosaurs. Yeah. But apparently they are coming here to Las Vegas. Like some of the hotels are going to be getting them on the strip. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. Heather, what? I want to know about your chat bot. Yeah. What, uh, which is, is it when that's giving up charging for parking? Yes. Yeah. But they're not giving up charging for parking. They're giving up charging for parking for the people who stay there or for their customers that spend more than $50 at a visit. No, oh, so they have validated parking. Yeah. Nice. I, I can accept validated parking. For 50 yeah. bucks? If I'm going to go you know there... how easy it is to spend 50 bucks at a casino? Especially I, the I win. I don't, because I couldn't possibly spend 50 bucks in a casino. I don't have it. That's true, Andy. You've... You've been dodging the casino bullets for so long, you mm. don't know how most people live. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you I can mean, trip and show. lose 100 bucks <clears throat> in the casino. <laughs> Any show, even if yeah. you go by yourself and buy one ticket, yeah. that's an easy validation right there. Hell, yeah, hell that's, that's probably like 75 to to $100 right there. Well, exactly. You, you could, you you could go bring to the, two cars. <laughs> you go to the food court and you buy a, a value meal, you, you probably <laughs> drop 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, really. A movie for two and a large popcorn, you're uh-huh. in. Yeah, it's yeah. true. What are you in? Write to us. Comments at UglyCowShow.com. No, I want to hear this and, last story. Oh, I don't have time now. Damn you. <laughs> I tried, Heather. I tried. You go, UBI. Is it UBI or UB? I'd say it's Ubi. Ubi? Yeah. Oh, okay. I never I never and, know. And send us a pronunciation guide too, Heather. Ubi. <laughs> Ubi. Ubi, Ubi. All right, Sam. Ubi, Ubi. Heather, have Sam get a hold of us and tell us all about Sam. Oh, shit. Next week, the part of uh, Maple Leaf Matt will be played by a robot chatbot. Sam. Sam can be Maple Leaf. Yeah, Yeah. Maple Leaf Sam. At some point, Sam has to be Andy. We might actually get some jokes. Mm. (laughs) And, of course, if you'd like to be in the... uh, Space Force! <laughs> wow. And he got two good ones in this show. Something's wrong. Down is up. Left is right. The world is flat. What's going on space here? Space Force? Space Force is a thing? I say space. You, you say, say force. force. Space Force. Space Force. And, of course, write comments at uglycouchshow.com and put help Brian Keene if you want to be in the drawing for one of now ten Brian Keene books. And poor Brian Keene is going to be, like, getting these help Brian Keene. And he's like, who am I supposed to help? Who needs my help? Help, comma, Brian Keene. <laughs> and, and it, help me, Brian I'm Keen. a little busy here, folks. <laughs> help me, Brian Keene. You're my only chance. And in the body, it just says Space Force. And yeah, Space Force. <laughs> Space Force! And until next week, I'm Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Space Force K! Fact check Space Force Andy. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Woo! Space Force. Beetlejuice, Bloody Mary, 
Candyman. They're all coming now. Hey, oh, how you doing? Oh, wait, 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 I'm here. I can play. What's going on? Hey, that's hey, three, three, three. Hey, oh, hey, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Put on the bugs there. Hang on, hang on. That was funny. I'm the ghost. With the I like ghost it when babe. the realization came. We, all three of us, I, we're just. Like, oh, comes yeah. the dawn. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, comes it, the what? Comes the dawn. Oh, not dong. Okay, no, not the dong. <laughs> Comes the, the dong. The dong was tired. Wow, we got the episode title right at the very end. <laughs> Comes the dong. 